this is Dylan, and you're listening to Everybody Hurts, the podcast. Today's episode, Behind the Misery, a very special edition of Everybody Hurts. We're talking to assistant race director for the 2017 Tour of Sufferlandria, the man, the myth, the legend, Grunter Von Agony's right-hand man, the guy behind the guy, Sir David McQuillan, Knight of Sufferlandria. Sir David, thank you so much for being with us. You're not going to try and blame all this on me, are you? <laughs> well, uh, you are somewhat complicit. Um, so Grunter kind of broke the internet when he released that official route for the 2017 tour uh, on January 4th. And I know you were there behind closed doors for those early brainstorming sessions. So can you talk a little bit about what maybe inspired Grunter to create a monster like this year's uh, tour? Is there any source material you can point to? Yeah, well, you know, um, well, first of all, I apologize that Grunter couldn't be here uh, today. He, he doesn't really like media appearances very much, as you know. So uh, I'm going to do my best to try and fill in for him. And I, I remember um, when we first started talking about the route, one of the, the things he asked us to do was bring in all of the photos of the suffering from last year's tour. And we, uh, you know, we, you know how you do it in these brainstorming sessions, you pin them up on a, on a whiteboard. So we just had this wall full of, uh, of pain, misery and, uh, and agony, uh, you know, the faces of Sufferlandrians in full suffering rapture. Uh, and really Grunter just sat back and soaked all that up and smiled and, in one fell swoop, wrote the route. I mean, you know, clearly drawing drawing the inspiration from the Sufferlandrians themselves. So, uh, really, if anything, um, Sufferlandrians are to blame uh, for this route. I, I can understand that. So he just like a sponge sucked up all the holy water, basically, and just kind of converted that that pure suffering into the route in one uh, kind of inspirational uh, gesture. That's right. Yes, yes. I love that you know image you know, wringing out the sponge of holy water, slapping people with shredded chamois everywhere in celebration <laughs> of the route. We took one look at it and we knew it was good. Yeah, but, uh, this is the first time that the tour has um, opened with a time trial prologue. And the time trial, traditionally, you know, it's called the Race of Truth. And Grunter, I think, is calling this one the Race of Truth or Dare. So how many people do you estimate will be starting the Tour of Sufferlandria on a dare? Well, first, I, I just need to correct you on the, 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 this being the first time we've really opened with a prologue because a couple of years ago we did have elements of style and um, the long scream, um, which wasn't it wasn't the same kind of prologue here where we've got the warm up and then we're right into into um, the long scream. Uh, now to the second part of your question, uh, how many people will be starting in on a dare? Well, you know. 
I don't think Sufferlandrians take dares. Sufferlandrians have deep within within themselves the the motivation and the desire to to crush everything before them. So being dared by someone isn't going to get a Sufferlandrian to do the tour because they already know that they need to do it. This is an this is a challenge. This is an obstacle in their way to honor glory and victory and they're just going for it. Although I'm, I'm sure that a couple of knighthoods have been uh, undertaken on a dare. <laughs> yeah. Or, well, or more like my situation, just get bullied into it. By, exactly. Uh, and threatened, threatened by people. It's probably more <laughs> threats than dares. <laughs> Uh, so the first half of the of the tour this year is is nothing to sneeze at. I mean, we have that that prologue, and then we go straight into uh, the way out and power station presented by um, Thompson Bike Tours. Uh, talk about that. How do you make that transition? I mean, the early part of the week probably people's confidence is is high. Um, they're going into it. Maybe it's their first tour, so they're a little naive. So lulled into a false sense of complacency, and then bam, you're into the way out and power station. We're talking some pretty low cadence grinds in the second part of that stage. So uh, any advice on, on how, how to tackle stage two? Yeah, I think stage two is being grossly underestimated by the by the riders in the race village at the moment. If you, you know, stage one is a large part of it is above your threshold. You are going to absolutely smash your legs if you're going to try and pull out a good performance in, in the prologue, which all riders will, because it's the first day and you you want to you want to make a good showing. So you're going to go into stage two uh, tired, yeah. And the way out is one of those videos that people go into thinking, hey, this isn't going to be too hard. It's a, an endurance video, and then two thirds of the way through, they're like, holy. When is this going to end? Uh, it, it really starts to, to to take it out of your legs. Now, you follow that up with Power Station, which, again, you know, most of it is below the threshold, but it's low cadence strength endurance work. So you're going to have two hours of strength endurance work off the back of a high cadence above threshold session the day before. Sure. Um, I think folks will probably be overconfident in stage two. Many may be tempted to overcook it because they're feeling good and, and maybe want to get a, a, a jump on the rest of the peloton. But the um, the implications of stage two will not be clear until a few minutes into stage three. Right. And that in particular is when they hit the kilometer in the Omnium. And I believe in the Omnium, all uh, the, the intention of stage two will become very, very clear. Yeah, and that's just kind of the tenderizing, uh, because after the Omnium, after we spend that, that day on the boards in the velodrome, but then you follow that up with, uh, with angels. So you've been, you know, at, at sea level pretty much in the velodrome at, in Agonia, and then all of a sudden you're, you know, climbing some of the, the highest peaks in Sufferlandria. So how, how are the riders going to make that, that transition? Yeah, with difficulty. I mean, after stage... Three. Well, like I said, that, 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 a magic moment of misery is going to be the kilometer in the Omnium. And yes, then, the, you know, the, in the flying 200 uh, before that, these super high cadence, well above max, max, right? Uh, people are going to be a wreck after that. Now, going into Angels, we all know how difficult that stage is. The over-unders, the short warm-up, the, the three eight-minute climbs. Um we may see some people have their first uh, jour sans mm-hmm. on this day, yeah. uh, that uh, folks will collapse a little bit. Others might uh, really be warming to the challenge. 
I suspect uh, we'll get a few riders dropped on that third climb. Uh, you know, Chris Horner and Nibali attacking there. Lots of pace changes. Uh, that's going to be difficult. And I think when we look at the the power files of of riders from from that stage, we're going to see a lot of cracks uh, on that final climb. Like maybe they they fake a mechanical. Um, maybe uh, the cat pushed pause. I don't know what happened. I can already see that's the excuses right. uh, starting to mount. And then I mean, you come off a come off of angels, and then Grunter throws in nine hammers on day five. And this is interesting because the the UN is currently debating a resolution that would designate the fifth hammer as cruel and unusual punishment. So do you and Grunter have a contingency plan in the event that that UN resolution is passed before the stage is over? Well, this is one of the reasons why it's uh, why it's stage five, because uh, we believe that the resolution will be coming toward the end of the week. So if we can sneak it in at stage five, then we, we won't have any any problem. But it's not like after nine hammers that there's going to be any kind of coasting because we go straight straight from that. I mean, assuming that that people even make it through, we go straight into there is no try which is uh which is no walk in the park this stage of the tour people are starting to slow down and they're going to be they're going into the to the intervals starting the intervals and trying to hang on what makes there is no try special as as you well know is that each interval asks you to get faster and faster over the course of each interval and uh that is truly twisted and evil to ask people to start an interval and not just hang on but get faster and faster this deep into the tour uh this will be another one a bit like um the kilometer in uh the omnium i believe the the eight minute time trial with uh, bradley wiggins uh in there is no try is going to be one of those seminal moments in the tour where uh, the 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 strong will rise to the top, and the the majority are going to be cracking. So people need to go into this this stage with the right mindset. And then, right after that, we go into hell hath no fury, and this is when riders have already <laughs> been subjected to six days of brutal suffering. So that just seems mean. I mean, is there a specific episode in Grunter's childhood that can explain why he doesn't like people? <laughs> I think <laughs> I think he was just born that way and and I suppose this is what we all love to hate about Grunzer and why he works so well with uh, with Sir Neil Anderson I, I don't I, you know there's nothing I can really say about this stage it it's Friday we're seven days into the tour people are on their knees they're hopefully eating enough they're drinking enough they're they're doing some yoga sessions after each stage to, to limber up but hell have no fury yeah for me this is one of the hardest stages in the tour this is a stage riders have got to prepare for mentally they need to make sure that they've got enough time between the the previous stage and this one so that they're recovered they take care of themselves uh in the hours leading up to it and they're ready to 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 go in fighting there's no avoiding the the elephant um in the room or the the wildebeest in the room as it were so stage eight the queen stage presented by watt bike that's borderline pathological. This stage, I think, perfectly exemplifies why Grunter is the poet laureate of, of Suffolandria. Look at the symmetry of this stage. We've got one-minute intervals in Revolver. Then we go into Revolver is easy, half one-minute intervals, transitioning into the ugly 15s of the 15-second intervals, and then finishing with half as easy with the with the ugly 15s it's um 
it's gorgeous. It is a it's a perfectly symmetrical session. Uh, I think the the agony that's going to come out of this will be will be glorious. I cannot wait to see riders in the village front up to this stage and and tackle this this poetry of a stage. It's inspired. This is why Grunter is Grunter. Um, Normal people never would have come up with this. Uh, Only Grunter could do this. I think we, you know. Golf clap, yeah. And I mean, speaking of um, him being the only one that could come up with something like that, that kind of leads us into stage nine presented by Wahoo Fitness. It visits a part of Sufferlandria that until now was a blank spot on the map. I mean, it was almost impassable, um, this particular range of mountains. I'm talking, it it seemed like thin air. It's a chamois-destroying two-and-a-half-hour stage. Is there any connection between the route of Stage 9 and Grunter's um, recent investment in the Sufferlandrian bucket-making and chamois butter industries? Is there a conflict of interest here? He may have some vested interests that... uh... You know, I think they're totally reasonable, and uh, they're only for the betterment of the nation. So, I think better to look at the route as uh, almost a, an homage to Sir Neil Henderson and his fine work. It seemed like a good idea at the time. Two-hour masterpiece of climbing, thin air, forty-minute epic climb, both beautifully constructed sessions. Uh, what could be better than you know? two hours of, of a Sir Neil Henderson workout than two and a half hours of a Sir Neil Henderson workout. It'll be the first summit finish ever in the Tour of Sufferlandria. I think that that's a beautiful thing. The riders are going to be battling it out till the very end. Yeah, exactly. You know, in previous tours, we were finishing, um, we had a couple of finishes with Violator, uh, high-speed high sprint finishes, a bit like the Champs-Élysées and the uh, and the Tour de France, that, that other tour. But here, uh, a summit finish is the final stage. I think it's quite, again, inspired. It's quite in, uh, innovative for a grand tour like ours. And uh, I imagine we're probably going to see the other grand tours follow our lead. Stage nine is going to be the one that has the most despair because there'll be the euphoria of having stage eight behind you. And stage eight, short intervals, of course, it's maximum suffering, right? But there's going to be a momentum that will carry riders through through that day. When that momentum is, is over and they're sitting in the race village and it's quiet and the, the crowds have dispersed, the media interviews are over, the autograph hunters are gone and, and they're sitting alone in the chair and they start thinking about stage nine, it's going to be a tough moment when they realize it's not over. We've still got many climbs to get over. We've got a 15-minute, 20-minute, 20-minute, 8-minute, and 40-minute climb to the summit finish up the hard side of Mount Sufferlandria if we're going to win this tour. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how the the Peloton tackles this one. It's going to be a huge challenge, but the riders who who rise to that challenge, rise above that challenge, and finish that stage and, and thus the entire tour is going to be a massive accomplishment. I can't wait to be in the race village for that. We we're, we're trucking in uh, huge, huge kegs of real pain for the after party. And um, I, I want to ask you, what do you think is going to be the hardest moment in the tour over those nine stages? The hardest moment I'm, I'm still really dreading, uh, you know, the fifth hammer uh, of nine hammers. I don't know why that one is just like looming when I close my eyes to, uh, to sleep at night. Um, 
uh, it's just that's the one that 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 haunts me because I I know by itself what it's done to me, but in the context of being in the middle of the tour, but also knowing that there are still so many days to go. I think for for me that's going to be, and for a lot of writers, I think that's going to be the crux. Yeah, you know, is that like the exact midpoint of the tour? Because that would that would be amazing. That would be beautiful. Knowing Grunter's, yeah, I mean, I'm knowing his his penchant for symmetry and poetry. There is a distinct possibility that that might be the very center, the navel of the tour of Sufferlandria. <laughs> it, it would be. Oh, my God. You know, um, that would be gorgeous. If if the fifth hammer of the Valley of Nine Hammers was the exact midpoint of the tour, it would be so, so fitting. Yeah. Um, and uh, yes, it, it'll be the it'll be the site of uh, crushed dreams uh, as as well as well as uh, some aspiring hopes that may rise for folks who come out of that fifth hammer. Perhaps that's the bellwether of the tour. You know, you, it's the fifth hammer is sort of the moment where people know how things are going. If you don't know yeah. already, yeah, I mean that's that's the litmus test. It's going to kind of separate the uh, the wheat from the chaff. I think there's two moments in the tour that are going to really stand out um for me at least in my mind that eight minute time trial with brad wiggins in there is no try um the second half of it is going to be horrific uh, on the the legs that i believe Ryder's going to have and uh stage eight i think starting half is easy after having done revolver and revolver is easy just getting your head in the game to do that is going to be really, really tough uh, to do it well, you know, not just to to ride the rhythm of the, the intervals, but to really smash it out is going to be uh, that's going to be a tough one. Those are those for me are the uh, are the two moments. And of course, there's so many other moments that'll that'll stand out. The kilometer again in the Omnium is, is going to be epic. Assuming that we haven't completely uh, scared people off by kind of going in depth into these stages, how can riders um, participate in, and register for the tour? Well, if, for anyone who's done the tour before, it's going to work exactly the same as it has in the past. For for all the new guys, uh, all you have to do is go to the Sufferfest website and you'll find the Tour of Sufferlandria page uh, under the community section. And in there, there'll be a link to the Davis Finney Foundation. You just donate $10 to the Davis Finney Foundation. And this is important through that link. Don't go to Davis Finney directly and donate it because then we won't have it as part of the Tour of Sufferlandria pool. And through that link, and then you're effectively registered. Then what you want to do through the Sufferfest app is make sure you've downloaded all the stages beforehand. We will have the stages programmed into the app. So you'll have like stage one and double video days will be together. Uh, download those. I would suggest downloading those maybe two days before the tour um, and then just testing them. Make sure everything is OK. And then you do the, the stages within the allotted time frame for each stage. There's countdown timers at that sufferfest.com webpage that I told you about. So you can see when a stage opens and when a stage closes. There's a 50-hour window that uh, you have to complete each stage. So as long as it is, let's say, February 4th, somewhere in the world, you can do the stage. So this gives folks a little bit of uh, flexibility in when they do it, because I know life, unfortunately, can get in the way of the tour, which it shouldn't. But um, 
you know, we've got to we've got to balance these things. And it's also important to to note that uh, folks can use this as a fundraising uh, effort in their own right. So it's not just if you donate ten bucks to the Davis Finney Foundation. That's what you have to do to register. But then you can use that uh, to fundraise for the foundation. Um, kind of each writer can of their of their own accord. Because for every ten dollars you raise, you get another chance at that prize pool. Yeah, and the prize pool is amazing. We have just got a fabulous prize pool again this year. We will release the race handbook and the numbers on the 20th of January. And then on the 23rd, we're going to unveil our prize list. And like last year, we've got some fantastic mega prizes that include Watt Bike, Thompson Bike Tours, and Wahoo. Alongside those those mega prizes, we've got a, a just an amazing group of partners who are donating other prizes to the tour. So, uh, like you said, for every ten dollars that people donate, they earn one chance to win something uh, from the tour. Any parting words uh, for those riders that are uh, foolhardy enough to to take on uh, the twenty seventeen tour of Suffolandria? Well, we never wish anyone in Suffolandria good luck. We only wish them a, a speedy recovery. So uh, I would leave riders with, with that. Now, Dylan, this is going to be your first tour. Yeah, it and, is. Uh, yeah, I and mean, how are you feeling? Um, I, like I said, I'm, I'm nervous. Uh, you know, I'm going to be doing some of the tour with Sir Neil Henderson at, at Rally Sport in Boulder. So um, I'll be there for the latter half. I'll be doing some kind of dispatches uh, from from along the, the parkours. Uh, and... I know that he's he's going to be a taskmaster, and I know that I have to make a strong showing. Wait a minute. So let me get this right. Not only are you doing the tour, but you're actually going to be doing it with Neil Henderson, Sir Neil Henderson, standing over you. Yeah. Is yeah. there any way for you to get out of there? I'm trying. I'm trying to uh, fake, um, I don't know, like a hangnail. <laughs> well, you have to say, hey, I'm with the media. You, you you need to be doing it. And maybe you could be standing over Sir Neil. That's probably not going to work. But, well, good. Uh, yeah, I was just about to say good luck. But as I said, uh, I, we don't do that. So I wish you a speedy recovery from the tour. Looking forward to those dispatches from Rally Sport in Boulder. I'd say it's going to be fun, but we both know with Neil Henderson uh, cracking the whip that there's no <laughs> danger of that. Sir David McQuillan, Assistant Race Director for the 2017 Tour of Sufferlandria. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, can't wait, man. I'll see you in the race village. This has been Everybody Hurts, the podcast. Today's episode brought to you by Thompson Bike Tours, Watt Bike, and Wahoo Fitness. Until next time, have I suffered today? (laughs) Yes, more than you.